Hey everybody, I'm Jay Jones. And I'm LT. And we are the, the Dose, Dose Offensive, Offensive Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Now let's talk about some shit. Hey everybody, welcome back to DOG. And uh today we have like a like we have a a really interesting uh, episode for you today. We have a twofer. Two twofer two? for Bartender Weekly because of our uh esteemed host decided to go traveling. <laughs> and brought back a plethora of treats. A plethora. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, this uh, past week, uh, uh, very interesting for me. I uh, started off with a, a trip to Dublin for St. Patrick's Day. Uh, spent the weekend there, and then a follow-on trip to uh, The Hague in the Netherlands um, for work. But uh, it was still very interesting. So with that i brought back uh two drinks um from ireland um one the first one we're going to go into is the uh, jameson crested whiskey mm. and then we're going to follow it up with a guinness lager yes yeah, right lager not a stout mm. um one that they actually introduced uh, recently which is called hop house 13 so so uh, we will be trying those out i have never had a hop house 13 so i'm really excited to try that Oh yeah, it's gonna be after the whiskey, so <laughs> it'll definitely be delicious. So for the whiskey, uh, the Jameson Crested, okay. So for obviously, was in uh, Dublin for St. Patty's, and one of the things I did with uh, with the group I was with is we went to uh, the uh, Jameson Distillery, and while there, we uh, we did a lot of things. But one of the things that was a big takeaway for me was this Jameson Crested. So I've drunk a lot of uh, I've drunk a lot of Jameson over the years, and uh, I've actually never had the Crested until I went to the distillery. So um, and I think I like it better than the original Jameson. I actually like it, and this is gonna this is gonna hurt some of my friends' feelings, but I even like this better than Black Barrel. Black Barrel, really? Yeah. So I've never really been a Jameson or really an Irish whiskey fan. Uh, when I got introduced to the Scotch whiskey, that's kind of where like I really started liking it. And then once I tried Irish whiskey, like Jameson, like it just didn't get the the same tones, or the same kind of flavor palette. Well, that's because they're they're different. So my my whiskey went from uh, Canadian blended whiskeys to bourbons to uh, Irish whiskey and then to Scotch. Mm. Um, but I still like Irish whiskey. So the biggest difference between those uh, Irish whiskeys and, and Scotch is that whereas Scotch uses, like, you know, a lot of the peating in their um, their production to get that smoky flavor, there is no peating in, um, in Irish whiskey. So it's it's straight, you know, barleys and mash, no no smoking. Yeah. That's going on. So, uh, so a little bit about the... Uh the Jameson Crested. So according to the JamesonWhiskey.com, uh, it is a celebration of the first drops bottled at Bow Street. Uh, back in the day, it was common practice to sell Irish whiskey to bonders by the cask. Then it was left up to them to bottle it. In 1963, after some greedy bonders started to water down the whiskey to fill up their pockets, we took over full control of the process from grain to glass. Jameson Crested is the celebration of those first drops bottled back in Bow Street. Now, um, also on the website, it has a little bit of a description about how it smells, how it tastes, and then the aftertaste. So on the nose, it should have a vivid sherry pot still aroma. Mm, yes, it does. It does. We haven't even drank yet. Hold on, let me get to this. I'm smelling Wait it. for me. So then also on the tongue, the taste is a delicate sherry undertones and toasted wood with fruit, spice, and chocolate notes. Uh, and the finish is a warm, lingering sherry. Now, we need uh, we need to drink this right now. Because <laughs> now, like, my stomach's growling, like, like sherry undertones, fruit, mm. spice. So, so we're going to go with this, and we're just going to keep it simple since we're going to be talking about Ireland. Uh, we're just going to... Do it with the uh, Irish cheers, which is Solange. Solange. I like that. Uh, yeah. I like that way better than any Jameson I've ever had. Mm. That is delicious. Yeah. Wow. 
This is this is my favorite Jameson now. Yeah, I always, definitely. You know, I always knows that too. Every time I come, I'm like, yeah, this is my favorite Scotch. This is my favorite. No, this is my favorite Jameson. Yeah, yeah. We only share with you <laughs> uh, the best. If we won't drink it, we don't expect you to drink it. Yeah, exactly. Except for pulling cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was. I mean, it was. So, <laughs> now I want to say something good about it. <laughs> yeah, it was nothing good about that. Yeah. Now, one of the things we did. Um, so when we went to the Jameson Distillery, we took what was called the Maker's Tour, uh, and in the Maker's Tour, they actually go through you know from from the whole distilling process all the way to the glass, and we actually had food pairings. Um, with it and one of the foods they had to pair with this jameson was chocolate and so that is one of the reasons why i brought chocolate with us today so yes we We have the very fancy forero rocha so so when you hear the so we have two things that going on right now whenever you hear a clink in the glass that means we're drinking like just like normal but when you hear a wrinkly paper, that means we're also pairing it with some nice chocolates. With some chocolates. Yeah. So the pair the pairing was here to the to they actually had us eat the chocolate, sip the whiskey, eat the you know uh well actually sip the whiskey, eat the chocolate, sip the whiskey again, and see if you had any new notes that came out came jumping out at you. Hmm. So Was it sort of changed the flavor for you, or it did? It did. I'll tell you what, I was not expecting like a pleasant taste. I knew <laughs> I should have been, but past experience, Palenka just really had me on edge. <laughs> Gunshot. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, but no, like uh, paired with the uh, with the chocolate, it's uh, it's fantastic. And uh, it's really difficult to do a um, a whiskey tasting with actual food, though. From it, I, I feel like it, you can't really always enjoy it. Like it's uh, no, it kind of contaminates it. So, like I said, with when during the makers tour, um, and I used to think that I used to think that too, but uh, since we had several food, because they actually had the chocolate, we had the uh, uh, sorbet, we had the citrus sorbet that helped bring out ci- the citrus notes and a lot of things too. Um, so I'm I'm fully on front trying to see if we could do a full on food pairing with whiskey because uh, apparently it can be done. Um, but another interesting about the thing about the um, the uh, Maker's Tour. So this is my shout out to everybody. If you are going to Dublin and you decide to go to the Jameson Distillery, do not take the twenty euro tour. I mean that's all well and good. Spend your money. Take the sixty euro. Uh, Maker's Tour, which I think you'll probably get the best bang of your buck. Um, or you could take the Shaker's Tour, which is actually how it's a, it's a, both of them are 90 minutes. Shaker's Tour, they actually teach you how to make cocktails. Ooh. So you actually sit there making making whiskey cocktails. Um, and the Maker's Tour, you actually are learning about will, the whiskey. You mm-hmm. know, Irish, not just whiskey, but Irish whiskey. Uh, I mean, not just Jameson, but Irish whiskey in general. How it's made, um, the difference in them. Um, I also found out that uh, that the uh, Jameson is part of it's called the Irish. It's kind of like the Irish Whiskey Alliance or something, and I might have it wrong, but they actually make other whiskeys other than Jameson. Um, and Jameson also has the only maturation room in Dublin. The only one. Really? Yeah. There's no. There is no whiskey. Uh, being no. No whiskey has been matured in Dublin like for almost fifty years. Um, it's actually all moved south, south, uh, south of Dublin uh, towards. Uh, uh, it's called Middleton, and that's where. Um, so other whiskeys like Powers, Red Breasted, and stuff like that. They're all. All the whiskey, Irish whiskey, is actually kept down there in that middle Middleton al- area. And matured, except for Jameson, which they have, uh, there they have a maturation room up in uh, Dublin. But uh, back to the the Maker's Tour. The Maker's Tour was very interesting in the fact that uh, you got to see how um, you went through how the process of whiskey is being made. 
Um, but then you also got to hear from video wise from several. You got to uh, hear from the uh, the the blenders, the distillers, um, and the and the uh, uh, the barrel maker. Oh, the. Uh, <sighs> The, uh, the Coopers. The Coopers. Yes, there we the go. the Coopers. I was like, God dang it. Uh, I knew this. Coopers Crow. Yes. Um, so you got to hear from the Coopers and all that. And they, because Jameson also launched um, last year uh, three three whiskeys based off of those. Um, and as you go through that, you get to taste. You're tasting several of the whiskeys, the Jameson original and all that. But when you walk in, um, it looks like a, when you walk into the place, it looks like a science experiment. So you have like beakers, flask, uh, you know, you have... Uh, all these other things and little you know, bunts and burners, <laughs> well, no burners, but you have <laughs> you have little pipettes and water and all this stuff like that because, and then you have like three vials of whiskey, and they're all cast strength. Um, as you have a sherry butt, you have a grain whiskey. Um, I should have brought all three here, but then we would have been really really drunk. Uh, uh, that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we had a uh, but you have three whiskeys and and through this you actually get to blend your own whiskey so you get to sit there and and see like you know the spicy harshness of the grain match with the more mellow sherry you know and each one of these vials are like 67 percent uh each and then so you're you're mixing them in your beakers and all that trying to blend it you know dropping adding water as you see fit to smooth it out and once you're done with that you um you get to bottle it it's a small bottle i mean you could take it back on a flight with you but it's a small bottle of whiskey that you get to blend and um, and that's yours though and that's your blend that is that is yes. specific to you now that's the lt's blend yeah now when you walk into the uh like that setup like eat, they have like desk or like little workstation set up for all the the people or yeah so it's like a long um it's like a long bench mm-hmm. and then they have like several um places you know stations like, set up mm-hmm. And you're behind the behind the bar. The the um, tour guide is they're they're taking it through you. You know they're going through like you know oh, okay here's 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 the history of the word whiskey. You know and mm-hmm. it's water of life and uh, things like that. And then they're going okay here's how the whiskey's made. And then this is how Jameson makes their whiskey. And you're following along with this. And you're doing like tastings during certain parts and stuff like that um, because you had. Uh, um, so, like for instance, you had the uh, distiller's cask, uh, where you have what the dis- the the current distiller at Jameson, what his whiskey, what he thinks his whiskey is at his level of the whiskey making process. Mm-hmm. You have the Co- uh, Cooper's Crew, which is where the Cooper's um, uh, his whiskey, uh, what he feels like in the part of the whiskey. So kind kind of like benchmarks. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you look at the distiller's cask, um, it's a more lighter, you know, mm-hmm. smoother whiskey. The uh, the Cooper's Crow is like a the a more darker, more flavorful because it's been maturated um, longer because he wanted to get all that that wood, you mm-hmm. know, all those those flavors extracted from the wood. And then you have the distiller's the the blender's dog, uh, which is <laughs> the the, blender's dog. the blender's dog. Well, the dog is actually. The device used um, when they open up the casket and they dip out and the taste of whiskey. Is the casket, huh? They got dead bodies in there? The, the, yeah. cas- the, the cask. cask. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like the casket. Ooh, uh, Jameson <laughs> just got a whole lot darker. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, it is. Yeah. All right. So when he opened the cask, he drops uh, the little, his little little device in there. It's called the dog. Um, and he put, extracts whiskey from it. Um, and then he tastes it and he gets a profile and then he brings out you know the ones he wants he mixes the different barrels and 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 then that's his idea the current blenders his idea of, of what the whiskey should be at his stage of the whiskey making uh, making process so you have all those three tastings as well um and then you have them paired with food uh, uh like little bites like i said the chocolate the sherry and stuff like that um then uh you have once you're done with that, then it's like, okay, now it's about blending. So you had the little vials, um, and you start, you know, you're you're free for like 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes to try to blend your own whiskey. 
Um, and you know, so do you want it smoother? Do you want it more spicy? Do you want it more, you know, a more stronger punch? You know, do you want it that, what have you? And then once everyone's there, and then of course this is where the the trouble can set in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want it strong, and strong. So the the, <laughs> the first time we did this was like uh, we were like the second class to actually do this tour. Um, the but they had to uh, pull back some of the alcohol because the first class they went through this tour, um, the people some of the people got so drunk they had to call an ambulance <laughs> and take them because it is it, that sounds like some shit that should happen though yeah cause like it, hey guys we're gonna make our own whiskey fucking sweet yeah because what <laughs> happened with everybody you know it was. It was me and, you know, my brother and his friends, but then there were other people there. You know, we had Canadians some you know, people from Maryland and stuff like that. And everyone was, like, trying each other's whiskeys. Like, all right, try yeah. my whiskey. All yeah, right, yeah. try my whiskey. Try my whiskey. Yeah. I'll try this. So once you're done with that, you're, 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 you're pretty... Uh, you're about 30 sips in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that is. Just tasting. And plus you're doing your own as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to taste yours four or five times. Right? Yeah, make sure you get yours sure. right. So uh, once you're done with that, like I said, they will they actually give you a bottle. You know, has a little Jameson label on it, and you can write your name and you know the date that you blended and stuff like that. Seal it up. Um, and then you go into the maturation room. So that's why I say you should you should take this tour over the the um, the regular tour is that you actually get to go inside the maturation room. Um, no electronics or anything because they don't want anything to go boom. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you ever been into a, uh, if you've never been into a, you know, a maturation room, uh, you could just smell the goodness in the air. It's mm-hmm. just, mm. and so, uh, Jameson, like all other Irish whiskeys, they actually, they don't do their own barrels. They actually get barrels mostly from the United States, um, and from Spain are their two biggest suppliers and, you know, they get them several other places. And they'll use those barrels. So it was like it was really interesting walking in there, and you'll see like a Maker's Mark barrel or a, a Jack Daniels barrel or you know a Sherry barrel from Spain, and you could tell the difference from the you know not only are they marked, but the the way the um, the way they're shaped, the way they're shaped. And uh, so you get there, and then um, we get to take a barrel, uh, take a barrel. We uh, get we open it up, drop the dog in there, and you pull it up, and you know the the class the tour you get to sip straight from straight from the cask oh that's so nice that's some strong (laughs) oh i bet yeah but it's it's the uh it's the significance of it right yes you know that's what uh because you're not going to get an experience like that like unless you go there unless you you know i don't want to say just take the tour because you know you can know a guy and get you the backstage pass or whatever but you know, you're not going to get that from just going to your liquor store and just buying it and no. sitting on your couch. You know, definitely not. And 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 and, you, and the, that was a very that was a great experience, and that made let me understand uh, Irish whiskey a lot more, um, and appreciate what how how much work goes into this. Because you know, you, you 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 buy bottles, you pull bottles off shelves, but when you actually understand the work and the love that goes mm-hmm. into those things and the precision. Oh yeah, because everything is yeah, so, so precise. Right. It has to meet that benchmark. It has to meet the standard. Oh yeah, yeah, and that and that's incredible. So uh, when we've taken um, other tours, they always talk about how everything is, is standard or how um, it's so precise on like a scientific level that it, it's it's incredible. Like how can you create such large quantities of, of liquor or beer, and it's so precise and so consistent throughout the world. Yeah, especially it's with incredible. The, especially with the when you go to so uh Jameson is a triple pot distilled um whiskey. Uh most whiskeys are usually uh double double distilled, but J- Jameson wants to go the extra mile and get a triple. And what that means is that, you know, they they boil everything down, they extract all the alcohol and it gets distilled once. And then they do that process again, just still twice. And then they do it one more time. And then, you know, but it's like you lose, you're losing um, some of your product during this process. But they have it down to a science so much that they can, they're minimizing their loss, you know, and that they're still able to make, you know, gallons upon gallons upon gallons a year in, in whiskey. Well, what's it called when, um, the the little bit of uh of whiskey or bourbon 
that um that that's left in the cask is that right like so i think it's called the angel's share is that what they yeah. call that so in the maturate in the maturation room like i said when you walk in there you could smell you could smell the the whiskey that alcohol that's coming out of the barrels and you you're just losing it from evaporation um uh, and that's called the angel's share um which is also cool in jameson so from old barrels one of the things they have on the wall in the maturation room is uh angels angel wings made out of old barrels Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So that's really cool. To make sure that the, you know, the angels get their share. But it was a very, very interesting um, experience. Definitely uh, recommend doing it. Uh, it doesn't have to be on St. Patty's Day. but uh, I imagine that was just absolutely crowded. Oh, we were about to get into that. But... <laughs> Well, even for the even for the tour and all that stuff, I'm sure that's just hugely. Oh yeah, it was very huge. Crowded. There was people from all, and that, that was cool. There, was, there were literally people from all over. Yeah, um, that was at the distillery, and we met along the way. But at the distillery, it was so cool to see people in there, and um, we actually went. We actually went to the Jameson the day after St. Patrick's Day, because and uh, that was after the uh, they had a. Big rugby match between England and Ireland, and, and Ireland spanked that tail. They it was, they were they were worried that the Irish were worried that like oh man you know they don't they weren't sure if they're were gonna win they would have a chance and all that. Um, shortly into the match, all those fears went away. Wow. They yeah the, the parties Irish, in the streets and everything. Oh huh? my goodness, it was. So we were walking around with our Irish scarves and our Irish caps and. Because we were told we were black Irish, uh, and we actually watched that game. <laughs> we actually <laughs> you had to be told you were black Irish. We were told. We were told. <laughs> we actually watched that game at the um, at the Guinness Storehouse, which is going to lead us into our next our drink. next one. Yes. By the way, uh, quick side note: uh, this Jameson is delicious. <laughs> so, uh, so for the the Guinness Hop Hop House Thirteen Lager, uh, so. A um, little bit from the Guinness website. Um, Guinness Hop House 13 Lager. Uh, the aroma is a light and hoppy with floral and citrus notes. The flavor is flavorful lager, hoppy and citrus, citrusy on the nose. The palate is lively palate, crisp and refreshing. It is a uh, 5% ABV. And the appearance is dense head on a golden amber colored beer. Uh, the hops that they use are Galaxy, Topaz, and Mosaics, and it is not available in the U.S. Now, ooh, yes, that is the pop top. <laughs> that is the pop top. Now, the story of Guinness Hop House 13 Lager. Uh, sample Guinness Hop House 13, and you'll experience a lager made with so much more. More hops, more character, more taste. It's a lively sip with accents of apricot and peach. The flavor deepens into subtle malt with a medium body, combining our famous Guinness yeast with Irish-grown barley in a lager brewing process. Our brewers changed the game. I'll tell you what. We're about to find that out. So, um, yeah. So, this is, and for those of you who are not, um, well, I actually think most people are familiar with Guinness. Um, oh, if you're not, then what are you doing with your yeah, life? I know. Because I was recently turned on to Guinness because I was like, when I was growing up, I was like, no, no, no. First, when I was younger, I was like, oh, no, Bud Light, Budweiser, right? Because that's the domestics. Yeah. And then as I lear started learning more and more about beer, I saw Guinness, and I was like, oh, Guinness, that's like drinking motor oil. It's just so dark. <laughs> and I and then now, now, <laughs> now, no. like I went to uh, went to Dublin, and, and I did the tour and everything. But um, I fell in love with it. Like it's that's that, that's one of my top beers now, uh, and I'm just like, how did I ever think this? Like, <laughs> why did I ever think that? You know, it's like my my uh, my very stereotypical mindset of uh, of no, it's nasty. I don't want to eat that. You yeah. know, and now that's gone. <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> well, I, I was always kind of a fan of Guinness um, myself. I did like stouts. Um, I didn't drink them too often, but I did. I I do prefer lagers over stouts. Um, and this this one particular was I actually had last year um, when I went to the Guinness storehouse. And um, it is uh, Guinness doesn't do doesn't really do lagers. Now, there is an American uh, blonde, a Guinness blonde that they they release in the United States. 
for the American palette, but this you'll see um, this is different from that blonde, and it's a whole lot better. And this is actually fast becoming one of my favorite beers, even at five percent. Wow. <laughs> So, so let's give it a shot. Do you have? Do we have another toast for this one, or are we just gonna man, use the we'll, same we'll, toast? We we'll use the same toast. The same man. toast because Salon. because Ireland. Ireland. Right. Hmm. Now you got to get under the head, though. You got to get under the head. I, I got under. That the head. is. That is nice. That is really nice. Now, this is also the first beer we've had <laughs> on, the, on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Which I think it's I think it's very appropriate, really. Mm. Uh, yeah, that is that is nice. It's so I I like pills like pilsners, mm-hmm. uh, because it's lighter. It doesn't fill me up and stuff like that, and it still has like some taste to it. Uh, this is a light beer with plenty. It's not light light, but it's a light colored beer with uh, definitely some fruity taste, but it's not overwhelming. I hate those like super fruity beers. I'm like, yeah. this is full of sugar. Like I don't want this. It's gonna give me a stomach ache. I'm going to just not really enjoy this. But this is probably something I could drink for a while because it's, it's kind of that middle of the road. It has the hints, but it doesn't have, like, it doesn't it doesn't feel like I'm drinking an orange no. or, like, or, like, you know, some fruities like yeah. that. No, it's, it's just a nice, fresh, crisp lager. And, um, you know, the, the sad part is I bought a 16-pack of this um, to bring back. Uh, and that's a shame. That's not nearly enough. Yeah, yeah. I brought a sixteen pack because, as you said, uh, this is this is a newer Guinness product, and it is not available in the United States and other places. Um, so, when I am in Ireland or close, uh, I try to bring back as much as possible. And like I said, it's very, it's pretty recent. I think it's it's uh, it's not even that two years old. I think it's not even two years old because I think the first time they showed it, they brought it out was. Uh, I want to say last year, 2017. It might have been, they might have brought it out late 16, but I know when I went in 16 to the storehouse, they didn't have it. Um, but when we went last year, they had it. So, hmm. Yeah, I can't, I can't find anything yeah, on that. So it's it's not a, it's not an old beer. It's a it's pretty it's pretty new. But uh, the thing I love about it is that it is like you, I can find myself just drinking this. You know, not feeling full has a lot of flavor and it's a light, lighter beer, um, and it just tastes good with everything. I had this with a with a hell of a lot of oysters in Temple Bar, and you know, a lot of people, you know, you go to eat your oysters and stout. You know, I was like, nope, give me a hop house and some oysters, and they're like, oh, good choice. Good, ju- good choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but uh, I bought sixteen bottles. And my friends, uh, some of which we were like, "Oh, I don't drink beer. I don't, I don't drink beer." You're an idiot. And, uh, <laughs> they, I don't trust you. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, they put the beer, and uh, we were in an Airbnb, and they put the beer in the in the refrigerator, and you know we had the I you know deal like whatever we bought is in the refrigerator. We're sharing with everyone, and I forgot, you know, thought, oh yeah, I didn't think that they were gonna go to the beer, and I heard the first top pop. <laughs> Heard some drink, and I'm like, oh, man, this beer is good. And next thing you know, everyone was. So out of 16, <laughs> this is the last one. Oh, man. <laughs> this is the last one. That sucks. <laughs> I'm about to chug this then. No, I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. Yeah, I'm not going to put it in my beer bone. So at the Guinness, so, uh, again, the other tour we did, we took on is the Guinness Storehouse. And I'm going to tell you this. This one, honestly, you have to go to on St. Patty's Day. I don't care how many times you've gone to the Guinness Storehouse before. If you've never gone on St. Patty's, you haven't gone. Uh, <laughs> it is a madhouse. It was so great. I have videos and everything. And I, and granted, this is not the first time. This is, I've been been to Saint, there in St. Patty's Day before. Um, but it was a madhouse. It was so much fun. And then the rugby game came on. and And then the crowd went wild. Oh, my goodness. It's like... We were sitting there watching the rugby game. Now, mind you, this is, this is a uh, group of uh, six rather large, rather robust, you know, diesel ass uh, black men. You know, what I'm saying? we were, we were, we were occupying in force. Yeah. So, just for the audience, because we don't have cameras, the entire time he was talking about the the people he was with, he was doing a peck pop. <laughs> All right, the the titties was bouncing. 
I don't know if they do that by themselves or if it's, you know. They do them all by okay. themselves. Okay, so just so you themselves. kind of have a <laughs> have an idea of what's going on. Yeah, Terry Crews is my nickname. But uh, <laughs> I'm just waiting for the Old Spice t- commercial Old with all the instruments. But we came and and the group of them, you know, we were watching the, we were watching the rugby game and I know something about rugby. I've, I played a, I played a match or two, but I'm not a rugby. Generally, I'm not a rugby fan. You know, I play because someone's like, "Hey, man, play rugby," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna go play rugby." Right. <laughs> that really twisting your arm there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know me. I you know. get to hit people. I'm coming. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I'm watching it, and I'm trying to, you know, explain a little bit about rugby. I know, you know, to help the other guys follow the match and whatnot, and. uh and when Ireland was just spanking the UK, spanking England, oh man, the place was going crazy. And uh, a couple of guys came out to it. Like, I don't think we bought one round of beer. We bought one, one round for for six guys. We bought one. No, like we bought us a round. You know, like mm-hmm. the guys were like, "Hey, we'll we'll buy." You know, did a round of beer for us. Every other beer after that, someone bought for us. Like guys were showing up to our table. We're like, "All right." Here's your beer. You're not drinking. Here's your Here's beer. beer. <laughs> Here's your beer. Here's your beer. Come on. And they were like, man, they're like, hey. One guy was like, hey, you're Irish today. Here's your beer. Here's your, <laughs> he was like, yeah, here's your beer. You're Irish today. And uh, so uh, Ireland won. Um, it was just freaking I mean, we went to Temple Bar afterwards, and the place was packed. People were literally, they were all over the streets. It was just a great time. And funny enough, there was no, you know, there's two things, two stereotypes the Irish are known for, drinking and fighting. We saw plenty of drinking, and not a lot of fighting. The only fight only fight we saw, honestly, were two brothers get into it. Like, when I say two brothers, two two little little brothers. You uh, know. T- it was a little kid fight. It was a little kid fight. That was, like, yeah. the only fight we saw all weekend. And I was, like, I had to point it out and say, look, this is, this is a, you know, something we had to appreciate. We have a place where there's a lot of alcohol being consumed, a lot. There is a lot of people. Like, it was hard to move that night, uh, Saturday night. It was very hard to move into Bavar. Um, and there was no fights. Everyone was, you know, everyone was Irish. Everyone was having a good time. Uh, it was great. So, um, and, and that's actually incredible because I've been to, to Dublin and it was crowded, like on an, on an uh, average weekend. I think uh, sometime, uh, what, mm, I think I went uh, in the fall, fall sometime, but it, it wasn't uh, a holiday like that. It wasn't anything that would um, cause droves and droves of tourists to go to, to Dublin. And it was still crowded. Yeah. And uh, the fact that, you know, yeah, you can have that much alcohol going on especially in the temple bar area because that's hugely tourist and they have mm-hmm. fantastic bars there mm-hmm. and uh you know you have that much alcohol and that much people you know you expect something bad to happen but yep. you know when when it doesn't you're just like oh maybe humanity's not all fucked up <laughs> you know <laughs> well you know and to say the same thing like we were in there and uh um i didn't wear any new sh- I, I had actually brought some new shoes to, new to wear, shoes, you know, nice new shoes. I wanted to look clean, but then I realized <laughs> I remembered. I was like, well, no, I remember last year. It's gonna be, you know, a lot of junk. So I'm like, I'm gonna wear my, I'm not gonna wear my new shoes. So I tried to tell the others, don't wear your good clean shoes. I know you want to go out looking clean, but now nobody looks down. Yeah, no one <laughs> looks down. And we were walking through, and uh, someone stepped on my shoes, stepped on my foot, backing up. You know, innocent enough. And the guy turned around, sloshed beer and everything, and he's like, oh, I am so sorry. And he goes, and he looks me up and down, and he goes, where's your beer? <laughs> <laughs> I get you beer. Hold on. He's like, he's like, <laughs> it was like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, where's your beer? <laughs> I like how that's the most offensive thing. Yeah. Hey, you're not drinking? <laughs> he's like, oh. Yet. You're not drinking yet. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm trying to get to the bar. He goes, well, here, take this. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> and you made a friend for the night. Oh yeah, we made <laughs> we made a lot of friends, um, and that's one thing I, I do. I do think the Irish people were really funny. Uh, they're very funny. They're very open. Um, they were easy to communicate with. We actually made, uh, uh, I think, possibly you know, long term friends. There are several several Irish uh, people we met 
that uh, definitely will hook up again next time we're in Ireland. Uh, but I, I want to relay this story because this was probably the greatest, one of the greatest nights we had um, while we were out. So we go to this, uh, we go to this Irish pub, little, little old Irish in the all the way Irish pub. And it is everything you wanted out of an Irish bar. It is small, quaint little bar. And you have the old man, his generations of sons, all grown. And he's up there, he's drunk, and he's holding court in the bar. And we walk in, we get drinks, we're sitting in, and it's going on. And, and you know, and it's just this, this one guy, he's up there, he's he's talking about life and, you know, everything like these big poetic things and you know you, you could tell this is just the, the 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 mind of a rambling drunk man and his sons are there his son one of his sons was the bartender as well uh sort of his, his atmosphere and the most amazing thing now everywhere we went people were always helpful they were always engaging you know they're like hey you know welcome to ireland you know glad that you're here to share this with us um i'll say that they were extremely hospitality yeah. oriented it was it was fantastic like just off the street yeah they'll tell you the best places to go and everything yeah. it was it was it was amazing well that's how we found this bar because where we were staying and our Airbnb, and we're like hey where where are we going to go you know we'll go to Timbo. he goes he goes ah oh, man uh, go to here go here trust me you'll have a, you'll have the time of your life and I always take those recommendations. Yeah, always. And That's how you find the gems? Yes, definitely. But this this is what happened soon after we sat down. Now, granted, we are not as a bad thing. This is Ireland, by the way. But we we were the only bit of color in the bar, the only bit of color. So, but they didn't. They didn't. It wasn't no hostile thing or anything. And my friends were worried a little bit because they're like. All right, there's there's no other black people, but I'm like I don't think anyone's gonna mess with us. We're six rather large black people, black dudes. No, they'll fuck with you, like, yeah. like your friends, like yeah. like like they've known you since elementary. But <laughs> let me get to that real quick. Oh, okay. See, so see? <laughs> the man holding court comes up to us when he gets a glass. He cheers us all, and he's like, "I want to tell you lads something," and we're like. Okay, we've been listening to him all night. He goes, he goes. I am the original nigger. <laughs> I've been. I was a nigger before the sun even came up to turn my skin black. <laughs> He's. <laughs> and that shit is hilarious. And we were all sitting there like, <laughs> what the. F- like we're looking, we didn't know what to do. He goes, "Look, I know how hard it is out there for us." He said, "He said we we go down, and there's always someone trying to oppress us and keep us down." I said, "But that's the spirit. That's what being a nigga is all about. You keep going. You don't let them keep you down." He said, "Whatever it comes from, you get. You have to. You have to overcome." He said, "So raise your glasses to the original nigga." <laughs> <laughs> we're like, the fuck? Is that is one hell of an icebreaker, man. Like, that's the kind of dude you sit and talk on the porch about, like, yo, I could tell this dude anything. Like, nothing's going to surprise him. And, like, you, you can't reach too much past that mark. It's fantastic. So that's, that's a ballsy move, man. It was a ballsy move. That's fantastic. It, it was a ballsy, but it paid off for him. Yeah. It paid off because, and so his son, or one of his sons comes over, and he was just like, hey, you know, my dad is drinking, he said, but he, he loves you guys. Um, he's like, he loves you guys. He was so happy. He's like, he's like, uh, he came up to me. He's like, I'm, I'm going to, I have to talk to these guys. These are so great. They've come, they come to my country. And then while he's trying to talk to us, his dad is like, hey, come here. Come here, you cunts. Come here. <laughs> See, everybody's a cunt. I love it. Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's like, come here. He had brought us a, a round of whiskey. And he was like, and we just sat there all night. And then the the, the greatest thing was we got onto a discussion about tits. And oh, that is a lovely discussion. It was a lovely discussion. There's so many different kinds. And it was funny. So we were with, uh, we had met some other the the people that recommended the bar. They they showed up with us too. They're Irish, uh, two Irish girls and Irish dude. And uh, and it was so funny because uh, they're like, ah, so you guys have been welcomed. I see. <laughs> we're like, yeah, yeah. we we've met the original name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a question about that, right? So 
For, uh, you know, how did that make you feel? Like, did you feel like, like, what the hell is this guy doing or what? Like, you know, when he said it, because obviously that's an icebreaker and that's like, you know, it for us, that's a ballsy move. But for him, it was like, man, nah, doesn't really hold any significance for him. How did how did you feel and how did uh, your friends feel when when that happened? Was it just kind of like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, this is cool, or like? Well, was it, the I mean, first thing it was first it was shock. Like, yeah, it was just like oh, okay, and where is he? Where is he going with this? But then when he kept going on and he kept talking, we're like, this dude right here. Yeah, this like, is like okay, well, like you weren't offended or no, anything like that. No, no, I mean, no, no, you know, because you know people get you know sensitive skin and stuff yeah, like that. No, but. no, no, no. This. This is definitely a bar that you don't go to. You do not go to this bar if you are offen- easily offended. I feel like we should go. We we should we <laughs> should most definitely go because I'm telling you right now they talked about when I say they held court, they held court and everybody was on. They talked about every. So for instance, we talked about the the subject of tits came up. Okay. Uh, one of the girls that came, uh, that's with us, uh, and I'm so sorry if you're listening to this love. Right? There's nothing bad about you. Um, she is not well into that department. She's not well endowed. She's not well in the endowed. upper region. Yes, and she was made an example. She was actually made Exhibit A, <laughs> and she—I t- mean, she she took it with stride. It was it was great. Oh, she was Irish. She was like local. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the, she knew it was it coming. Was, she was, was like, "This is not the first time he's talked about my tits." Yeah, and <laughs> I, I had a feeling because the 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 way everyone joined in on this discussion about tits, it was like, "Oh, so this is a topic that's been going around in this bar for a long time." And and it wasn't you know just for everyone. On, it was probably the ratio in that bar. We threw off the ratio, but it it was close to fifty fifty. You well, know, well, that's in one thing. You know. Uh, bars especially in ireland is is not like a like a male dominated thing and not only that but just the the amount of um or the the kind of conversations you can have like there's really no limit like people are not easily offended in ireland no so like oh you're talking about my tits yeah i got tits what what do you want to know about them like (laughs) you know it's it's uh well we did we talked about we talked about everything um so even said guy was like um, he talked about the American police shooting black people. Like he went, I mean, seriously, he like he talked about Black Lives Matter. He talked about, oh, wow, and everything. And he was just like, he was like, yeah, he's like, I I, I know you can't do it, but if a cop come, I tell the cop, fuck off, you cunt, fuck <laughs> off. And I was just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a good yeah. course of action. Well, I feel like sometimes or, when they do that, I feel like you're just pandering at this point. Like you're just hearing what I want to. What you I don't think, think I he want to w- say. I I I don't think this dude was pandering to anything. Okay. Because I think this dude was like, I think this is generally him. You, you think that he just like talking shit then, or you think I that think he's like he would mm, legitimately do that? Kind no, of thing? I think he. I think he would legitimately do that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> what do they say? They usually, okay. Irishman shot. <laughs> What they say that what was that saying? Go a drunk mouth speaks a sober mind. Uh, yeah, uh, drunk mouth speaks yeah. a sober mind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, this man was well drunk, and yeah, he was pretty mind. much saying whatever he felt like. Like there was no like, oh, dad, you shouldn't say that. It was more like, ah, there goes dad again. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. But it was good because it was like he had his sons. It was like it was cool because it's all you, you like you see the generation of boys. He, he grew up, you know, he raised and. And everyone there, and everyone's having a good time. I mean, it was it was a very cozy uh, atmosphere, uh, and everyone was, everyone. I mean, m- no subject was taboo. Everyone was involved. Everyone was having a great time. There was no animosity, and I was like, damn. And, and the that's the kind of shit like I really want to get involved in, like to be able to have an open discussion with people about controversial subjects or like tits or some shit. Yeah. I mean, like, nobody's going to get offended. Like, you can have an actual conversation about some tits. Yeah, well, like, so we talked about guns, too. And, like, yeah. uh, two of the girls, the, they're anti-gun. They they don't like guns at all. I'm very pro-gun. I'm me, too. And yep. we had a great discussion. We did not agree. But, you know, we we were both cunts. You know, mm-hmm. we were like, yeah, yeah, fucking, you, 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 you stupid cunt. 
You know, you're listening. And that's what she called you. Yeah, that yeah. is what she called me. <laughs> I I was actually I was I actually got coaxed into using the c word because I was using I was using bitch like an American. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. And but that's that's bad. You shouldn't use that. No. Cunt is everybody can be a cunt. Every, everyone can be a bitch too. Well, yeah, that's true, but. It has different connotations, whether it's well, male, or male or female. Well, I was told to use cunt. Yeah, and you damn well should. And I did use cunt. It's so not used properly by Americans. And so when in when in Rome, I I was like, she's like, I was like, this is some bitch ass shit, and she's like, no, <laughs> no, you should use cunt. <laughs> you basically that's how the story. That's how it went. He's like, you should use cunt, and I was like, really, and. I, <laughs> so you know, that uh, was yeah. a great time. But see, that's the thing is, like you know, uh, for Americans using that word, it's like it's it's so far off the spectrum, where like nobody says that. Like y- you have to be really mad or like talk about something very specific to use that. Mm. And then like you go over to you know, uh, you know, uh, UK or Ireland or mm. in that area, and it's thrown around like yeah, like handy man. It's 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 like uh. It's a term of endearment. It, it, it <laughs> almost is. I love you, cunts. Like, okay, yeah. cool. all right. I but, don't know how I should feel about that. But <laughs> we left. We we actually we actually went up to a club um, the night before a regular nightclub. We had a good time. We we've never we never we we did not have a bad night in in Dublin at all. Um, but that night was probably the the best, and that's the one that everyone still there's we still they're texting each other back and like yeah. The words from the original nigga, you know, we're still calling each other cunts. I hope you guys took a picture and like just make them into a meme. Oh, we should. <laughs> oh my god, we should. But we plan on going back and going back to that bar just to yeah. See, I him. definitely want to tag along for that. Yeah, and then, and then you know, as I said we made we exchanged numbers. Like I said, we made we made a couple of friends that we'll definitely have for for a while. Um, so it was a great trip, really good trip. Oh man. And uh, can you top that story? I don't know. No, I can't can because the follow-on trip was, <laughs> <laughs> was it was work. It was work. And it was boring, but it was awesome at the same time. It was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. So you went from um, so over the weekend, right? You went to to Dublin, and then uh, you stayed there for what three, four nights or three, four days. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we and were there, and then you went. You came back and then drove to. Um, Actually, I didn't even come back here. I came. I went uh, once. I went straight from Frankfurt. Got got into Frankfurt. Got in my car, and well, my car was at, at my brother's house. Uh, got in my car and then drove to the Hague. Straight to the Hague. Yeah. Now, for people that don't know about the Hague, it's interesting because that's the only place I know that has the Hague as yes. the city. Like it's. It's it is the, the something. It's, yeah. yeah. It's the Hague. It's not yeah. even Hague. It's the Hague. Yeah. So it is in the Netherlands. I believe it's the capital of the Netherlands, right? Um, I don't know if it's... It could be. I'm not sure. Okay. But it's about 30 minutes or so away from Amsterdam. Yes. And then uh, about 30 minutes or so away from Rotterdam. So Amsterdam, Rotterdam, and the Hague, Den Haag, Den Haag, is, uh, they're, they're like... Uh, I'm trying to think of something like a tri-state area. It's like a place. like the DF or DFW Metroplex kind of thing. Like yeah. it's just a huge, huge city, huge cities, huge and cities, then, huge cities. Yeah, there. and just all kind of interconnected right. almost. Yeah. Uh, so I have not been to the Hague, but I've been to Amsterdam uh, a few times, and I absolutely love it. So I could imagine how the Hague is. It's so probably a little bit more relaxed than Amsterdam. Much is. more relaxed is not. So I I was actually. Uh, I would say Amsterdam is more touristy than than the Hague, uh, but the Hague is still a touristy spot because it is it's right on the beach, um, and I and I noticed this too, uh, maybe because with my experience with Amsterdam is usually because it's partying, you know, with the New Year's and you know there's always something going on. I'm not saying that 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 Amsterdam is like a total you know, messy place. It's still relatively clean, but but it's a big city. It's a big city, but I mean, the Hague was clean. Like that was really? something that I really noticed. I was like, it is clean. I was in what would be considered. I, I well, I didn't stay there, but I I got there and I walked the area um, to to get a get a feel of where I'm at. That's mm-hmm. usually what I do when I go to some place for the first L- time. A little bit of recon. Yeah, I do a little recon. I, I go out and, and walk and see what's going on and you know what's nearby and blah blah blah. And I noticed how clean it was. And when I mean clean, so I actually went 
to what probably would consider, you know, some people would consider a, a, a lower income or a ghetto or whatever type area. Um, and it was very, very clean. Hmm. Very, very, like, there was, like, almost, like, almost no trash on the ground. There was, I mean, it was just, I was, like, amazed. I'm like, wow, this is clean. Like, I went from, like, the tourist spot, really touristy spot by the beach, you know, went more into the inner city areas because I wanted to see what it was like. Uh, and I also wanted to see more people that looked like me. Um, That's and, understandable. Yeah, and... And it was really, really, really clean. And I was like, wow. I was like, this is, this is, I've been to clean cities and this is one of those clean, clean cities. Hmm. So, but it was really nice there. Um, like I said, we were on the beach. So I spent a lot of time there. You poor know, you. Poor me. I was, that sounds horrible. I, I, all I wanted to do was to stay in the office and work. And they were like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? I I, I totally was like I totally went. Guys, there. guys, I really need to get this done. I need I look, guys. <laughs> we have we have this work to be done, and you know, and even after we're done with this work, we should just stay here anyway, just so that we're good little workers. Yeah, and, and so I would make a good impression. <laughs> and they were like, "No, we're we're gonna go eat oysters, and you're coming with." So. I hate it when they pull you out to go do fun shit. I know. <laughs> I hate it. I so hate it. <laughs> so whereas Dublin was the drinking trip, uh, The Hague was my eating trip. Oh, nice. So I got to, I ate a lot. So what did you have? You had, uh, you said oysters? So oysters definitely had lots and lots of oysters. Um, uh, one of the, the big cuisines that, or that they're known for in the Netherlands, not just the Hague, but in the Netherlands in general, uh, general is a uh, soused, what they call soused herring. Um, basically, it's raw herring, um, sometimes lightly pickled, or sometimes smoked, light, light, very lightly smoked. Um, but in this case, it was basically raw herring. They stripped it down, pulled out the bones, you know, play it as best as possible give you onions and you eat it like that and it's a really oily um it's very oily but it's very satisfying I, so the fish herring is is really oily but yeah. do they add any additional oil or is it just no, no, know, no. just just it's just the, just the, the, the oily the fish meat and yeah. the onions and stuff and the onions and that's it wow. and you you have the onions um in there and the proper way to eat this and i got pictures <laughs> is you take the take it by the tail you hold it up so it's dangling upside down and you drop it into your mouth, you bite it, and then chew and repeat as necessary, depending on how the size of the fish. Wow. That reminds me of like the cats from the Disney movies where they like have the fish and they hang it upside their head. Yeah. And then they put it in their mouth and they strip it out and it's like a the, uh, the skeleton. Just, just the bones. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, like that's it, what that reminds me of. Very <laughs> similar to that, except that they, they remove all the bones mm -hmm. except for the ones towards the tail. Okay. Now I ate these herrings like they were going out of style. I wow. I did my best to put a dent in the herring population. <laughs> <laughs> you tasty motherfuckers gonna die. You guys are gonna <laughs> die. Matter of fact, there is a place there um, in the Hague called the Herring House. I highly recommend it um, to go there to to do their herring. And I mean, they actually prepare it right for you. Um, when I drove in, I got in kind of late and. Uh, I went to the herring house looking for something to eat before I just hit the hotel and crashed. And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I got to get some herring." So I went to I found the herring house. It was not far from my hotel, and uh, I was like, "It was getting close to close." But I came in and the guy was like, "We we don't have any hot fish, you know. We're closing." I go, "No, I'm here for herring." And I just saw his eyes light up like, "Yes, he's here for the herring. <laughs> he is here for the herring." And he came in, he's like, how many do you want? So I was like, uh, just give me three. He's like, he wants three. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> do you want onions with that? And I was like, yes. A <laughs> little, so, little bit of growling in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he came, he brought out the fish. He's he's cleaning them right there, right in front of you. Putting on the plate, you know, put on a little paper. And, you know, we got him prepared, the herring. And he and he's like, he's like, you know how to eat these? And I'm like, you mean like this? 
<laughs> he's like, <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. He has been throttled. Yeah. So I went. <laughs> I went by the Herring House every day at least once to uh, to get get something to eat. So two wow. things I ate a lot was uh, herrings, <laughs> one, and then um, uh, there's this seafood salad which it has a lot of smoked. Um, so they have like smoked salmon, smoked uh, uh, different types of smoked fish, shrimps, uh, things like that, in this little salad and pickles and stuff like that. And you find that like almost everywhere. That's if there's a seafood restaurant or a seafood stall, you see this type of salad um, that's there. So I used to get a lot, you know, like have sliced eggs and stuff like that with it, and I'd eat that quite a bit. And uh, I went to the, so I did try herring at another place on the boardwalk, and I had to fight birds. Oh, yeah, uh, like the seagulls fight, circling yeah, around? Yeah, I had to fight birds, and it, I thought it was the funniest thing is when I went, because uh, I went to this by this one restaurant uh, stall, and it had voted the best herring in the Netherlands. And I'm like, that's a bold it's a bold claim. Yeah, that's a bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Let's see if it pays off. So I go up there, and I'm like, all right. Let me get so, two. Yeah, yeah. So they prepared it. All right. And there's two there's two women. They 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 prepared it. And as I was getting ready, they've written the onions and all that and they go, All right, enjoy. But beware of the birds. <laughs> they put that as like a footnote. <laughs> <laughs> beware of the birds. Beware of the birds. <laughs> and then I was like, What really? What? I was yeah. like, this was like that? I mean, I'd like to see this. LT versus the birds. Yeah. Like, well, you know. it was because <laughs> I went outside. So this is what I did. I went outside. And I set my one of my shoelaces were uh, on loose, so I sat my herring on the little you know t- standing table, and I went to go by uh, bend over to tie my shoes, and birds descended upon me. Uh. I was like it was like out of Al- uh, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> birds were coming Just down. The whole flock. So I jump up, I, I I snatch my herring, and I'm like, ah, get away, get away. And I swear to God, I swear to God, there is this bird that will, like sit there with his wings out. Was like, yo, come at me. Yeah, I, I love those birds because yeah. I just want to pop him in the face. That, that bird was like, I yeah. know, like the PETA is gonna like want to hate me after this, but no, little little, little bird is not gonna intimidate me with little and, bitty wingspan. And this freaking bird was like sitting there. He's walking behind me, like you're gonna drop something. You're gonna yeah, drop if, something. If I drop it, it's yours. But but he was like, he was sitting there looking like, and I tried scaring him away and everything, and he was just like, he'd walk back, and as soon as I turned around, he'd be like, I'm back. And see, those things are experienced though. Hey, like he, they know. He had mind control over me. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna drop something, and you drop something, huh? Uh, I dropped. I did. I actually, did. Uh, <laughs> You're going to drop something. You're going to drop something. You're going to... Yeah, there he goes. There he goes. There he goes. That's mine. No, no, no. no, It's mine now. Don't drop it up. You know you ain't going to eat it. It's (laughs) mine. It was... (laughs) But that was... It It was so funny when she said that. Like, the look at her... Because I was like, oh, man. Because, you know, she saw how excited I was to get the herring because I wanted to test it out. Now, granted, the, the herring was good. The herring was actually really good, but I still think herring house was better. So, just saying. My my personal verdict on that. The vote was not uh, in accordance with your sign. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't. But uh, so I did a lot of herring. Um, then they uh, a couple of friends they took me out and we 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 ate mostly seafood. I gotta say, I ate lobster. I ate hell of a lot of shrimps. So did you? So besides eating, did you see anything in the Hague, or did you? Did I went you go to the, and do anything. Like I went a to the ICC. Because the ICC won't let me be. be. Uh, let me be me, so let me. <laughs> Just Eminem, don't the- sue me. Eminem, don't sue me. <laughs> <laughs> all for a little war criminality. <laughs> but, uh, so it's the International Criminal Court? Mm-hmm. No, it is? Okay. And it was actually um, it was actually literally like right uh, right, very close to where we were working at. And I was like, oh, my God, there's that's an ICC. And I was like, you know, you hear about it. And I, I thought it was funny because while I was driving up um, to The Hague, it was a uh, it was a five-hour drive. Uh, yeah, it was five-hour drive. But it's not a it's not a bad drive, you know. I, I've I've well, done a long no, drive. Well, no, you say that until you driven through Rotterdam. Oh yeah, okay, that 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 would change it if yeah. you had to go through like a big city. Yeah, Rotterdam. But I I wanted I re- actually wanted to lay waste to everybody because I was literally I was about forty-five k out, right? And I've been driving all day. And I'm tired. I've been, you know, I had a plane ride back in. I was 
got it. I've been driving all day, and I'm like, 45K, that's nothing. I could just like, blow I, I, through I can make that in like 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. No, an hour and a half later. Man, that's rough. Because the traffic was so bad. So when I got there, and I knew something was wrong, because I was like, oh, so, you know, they're asking me, how was your drive through there? And I was like, oh, it was great until I went through, until I got to Rotterdam. And they're like, oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that was your mistake. You should not have come through. You should have went the other way. <laughs> you should have said, "Forget you, GPS. I know where I'm going." Mm. Yeah. So the um, but uh, generally, you know, when we went up to Amsterdam before, the the ride was actually pretty pleasant. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just say that because it's like open highway almost the entire time. Yes. Uh, Autobahn or whatnot. So you know, it's like you're you're cruising at a nice speed, and then you get into the Netherlands, and there's a little bit more speed restrictions. But it's like you know, nice roads. You can kind of relax and just coast a little bit. It's not. Um, well, I had cruise control on for the most part until I got to Rotterdam. Oh yeah. Once I got to Rotterdam, it was just like <laughs> <laughs> bumper to bumper traffic and yeah. just oh man. And I was just like rough. move, move. Ludacris said something yeah. about this. About this kind of situation. I think it was move, cunts, get out the way. <laughs> Not sure. I think that's the Irish translation. <laughs> move it, get out the way. Yeah. yeah but, but, uh, uh, <laughs> no, but the, so at the Hague, there was, um, I went to the ICC and I, I thought it was funny because I was listening to an audio book on my drive and when the audio book, um, part of one of the characters in the book was a, uh, was a lawyer from the ICC that was going to Darfur to document war crimes in this novel. So I was like, oh, yeah, you know, listening, you know, she was one of the characters in this. And I'm like, well, here I'm at the ICC. And I also remember, you know, I, uh, there was a TV show that came on a couple of years ago called Crossing Borders. Uh, crossing Lines, wasn't it? Or Crossing Lines. Crossing yeah, line. crossing yeah lines. I saw that. It was really good, I thought. Yeah, and it was about a lot of people, you know, they work for the ICC. Yeah, it was like, uh, what? Because I, I was thinking about that when I thought about The Hague, because uh, that's where they have their headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, what that show is about is essentially, you know, the best of the best of these police forces yeah, from different countries. And, you know, and, uh, law enforcement from these different countries. Yeah. And then they make up this specialty team that they go and track international criminals. Yep. And uh, I thought it was pretty good because especially, um, you know, we, we live out here, so you kind of get to see this kind of often, so you, it, it doesn't seem so foreign. But if you were to watch that from the States, I imagine it being like, what are these guys doing? Like, they yeah. were they were just in Belgium, and now yeah. they're in Netherlands. Like, how is that even possible? Yeah. And they're really close to each other. Well, the other and people, it's, um, some of the other people I work with, like, you know, that I was working with that last week, they were like, oh, they're like, yeah, so how long was your drive? And I was like, oh, it was like five hours. And they were like, yeah, I was, like, oh, I was less than two. And I'm like, shut yeah. the fucking Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah, they were coming yeah. from Belgium. They're like, oh, it was less yeah. than two. I'm like, yeah. yeah. You sh- and, and we went through Rotterdam. It wasn't bad. We yeah. radically just cr- <laughs> hopped over the line. What are you, you talking know? about? Rotterdam was eating. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. think so. Yeah. But, uh, uh, matter of fact, I actually stopped in Rotterdam uh, on the way back and, uh, and uh, I was stopping at a gas station to get some some coffee and stuff. And then they're like, and I was like, yeah, I drove up here last time. And they're like, why? <laughs> don't stop. Just keep going. It's like just Detroit. Don't do it. Just, just, <laughs> just keep. He's like, don't, don't drive through. You know, it was like, because I was, it was kind of, it was kind of getting uh, late in the evening. They were, they were rush hour. And it was just, oh my god, I was so miserable. I was just, just like, I just want to get. I mean, that's like with every other big city, though, too, right? Yeah. So. You uh, you went to Dublin for St. Paddy's Day, which we didn't even talk what St. Paddy's Day was about, but I think all of us know it's just about being Irish, wearing green, and getting drunk. It's cultural appropriation. Is that a problem here? I don't think it is. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> that's cultural appropriation. You shouldn't yeah. do that. It's no like, that's what makes America great again, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the melting pot of all these cultures. Uh, They're gonna be like you, Trump supporters. Like shut yeah, up. No, shut God, your fucking face. All, let's retards. all just be stupid. <sighs> <laughs> oh, in sync. Uh, like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so you went to Dublin for St. St. Patrick's. Had a great time drinking. You learned the new meaning of cunt. Uh, had a fantastic discussion about tits. Uh, met the first original nigga, and then, and then you went to The Hague, and The Hague you did uh, 
oysters on a half shell. Yep. And you did herring. Herring. Eating it like an alley cat. Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, got stuck in Rotterdam and hated life for a little bit. Yeah. And uh, man, that actually sounds like a pretty, pretty dope trip. That was about what week, week and a half. Well, uh, about a week. About a week. Yeah, total? it was Friday to Friday. Nice. Friday to Friday. Yeah, you can't really beat a week like that, right? No, that was <laughs> actually a great week. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but you know the worst part about this whole thing. Rotterdam. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> the worst part about this whole thing is next month I got to do it again. Oh man, that, that's a rough life, man. It is that's a rough life. life. I got to do it again. Yeah. What I mean, <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> so spoiled, so spoiled. <laughs> I know, right? I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I think that's kind of wrapping it up. This has actually uh, been a. Uh, so I don't. So this is the thing. I don't know if this was one long bartender weekly, or <laughs> if this was if this kind of merged into the back in alien peregrine segment that we were uh, planning. But uh, we had some great drinks. We had. Um, we had the Jameson, which was fantastic. I, I, I want to pour more, but I kind of got shit to do today. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm really tempted to not <laughs> do that shit today. Uh, but, you know, then we had the, the Guinness, the Hop House 13. And that was like, really? that, was, that, was, that was really smooth. That's something I could probably drink like all day. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Like, I. I, yeah. I enjoyed that more than I thought I would, to be honest with you. So now I'm gonna have to either we got we either have to go back to Dublin and get some more, or oh find no. a place I know, or find where we can order it online. Well, it's not sold in the U.S., so hopefully we can find it somewhere out here. Yeah, we probably find it here. I'm, I'm sure, sure, yeah. But anyway, hey, thanks you guys for uh, joining us today. And uh, if you have any questions or any comments, leave them down below, and we'll see you later. See you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Dose of Answer Gentlemen podcast. We want to hear what you got to say, so leave us a comment below and hit that like button. Also, subscribe so you can get your future DOG updates.